Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we pick up in Mark chapter 9 with verses 30 through 41. Most of us share a common desire, or at least we have at some time in our lives. We want to be first. We want first dibs, first pick, first place. We want priority over others. We want to be in control and in charge. The disciples were no different, and Jesus caught them in a discussion about which of them would be first. What does it take to be first? What do you have to do? What qualifications would cause you to rise to first position and be in charge? Well, as Jesus points out, it all depends on whether you seek the world's way for the world's reasons or God's way for God's reasons. And the way you decide to pursue being first will determine what kind of first place prize you're rewarded with in the end. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, How to Be First. Well, come with me, please, to Mark chapter 9. This morning, our venue, Lord willing, is verses 30 through 41. The situation that is before us in this text is a time when Jesus caught the disciples having an argument over which of them was greatest. They had really had a problem with that. That argument went on until the night before Jesus went to the cross. Well, Jesus turned that into a, a great lesson for them and a great lesson for you and me by recording it in the Scripture. And so I've titled this, How to Be First in His Kingdom, and that comes from a phrase in our text for this morning. Now, it's just, it's a narrative, and so imposing an outline on it can be a little bit artificial, but we will do it nevertheless. We'll look at it under these headings. Number one, don't miss the big issue. Number two, don't argue the wrong issue. Number three, practice humility. And number four, embrace your teammates. We start out by saying, don't miss the big issue. Now remember, Jesus has finished up that extended ministry in Galilee. We call it the Great Galilean Ministry. He's taken His men on a big tour through some Gentile territory and back around and across the Sea of Galilee. And then He's taken them way up to the north, on the northern extreme of the boundaries of Israel, to a place called Caesarea Philippi. And some wonderful things have taken place there. But now his, his purpose is to teach and train the 12 apostles and the other small group of faithful disciples who, who traveled with them. Having been up there in the north, and we've been studying that, I encourage you to go back and review it if you've missed it. Now he, he takes them back into Galilee but this time with a very different purpose from when he was there before. This is not a preaching tour. He's not going to go around to synagogue to synagogue to synagogue. He's not going to be dealing with masses of people. He's not going to be doing countless miracles like he had done before. He's focusing on teaching this small group. 
So we read in Mark chapter 9, verse 30, from there, there refers to Caesarea Philippi, they went out and began to go through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know it. In other words, he wasn't trying to make the big impression. He wasn't displaying his credentials for all of Israel to see. He was focusing on those guys. The big issue that I refer to was Jesus repeating over and over what was going to happen to him. He needed these guys to understand it and buy into the plan. It was essential to the gospel, but at the same time, it was very hard for his men to grasp it. Look at the next two verses. For he was teaching his disciples and telling them, the Son of Man is to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he has been killed, he will rise three days later. But they did not understand this statement, and they were afraid to ask him. Now, this is recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and this is one of those cases where you, you really need all three to get all the details. Matthew adds, the little tidbit, that they were deeply grieved. Well, of course they were grieved. They loved Jesus. They had been with Him all this time. They didn't want Him to be taken away from them, so they were deeply grieved, but they were afraid to ask Him more about it. They were still stuck on the promise that Jesus is the King. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's the Son of God. They were looking forward to a coronation, not a crucifixion. So it grieved them, and they just really had trouble understanding it. Now, that sounds strange to us because Jesus did say very clearly what was going to happen. But we weren't in their shoes, and we have the whole story now. And you can right, rightly wonder why they found it so very difficult. And I, I would point out to you that there's an element always that for someone to understand things of God, to understand spiritual truth, requires God to open your heart. That's why we call upon God. Teach me. Show me. Open my eyes that I might see. Remember when they were up in Caesarea Philippi and Jesus asked them, who do people say that I am? And he got all the plethora of answers. And then he says, and who do you say that I am? And remember we read this from in Mark, but also in Matthew 16. Simon Peter answered him, Matthew 16, 16. Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Remember what came next? And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, they had lots of evidence over a long time, but it wasn't until God the Father gave them the full understanding that they could put it together. Well, something similar was happening concerning them understanding the promise of Jesus' death and resurrection. Look how, look how Luke puts it. Luke 9, 44 and 45. Jesus says, Let these words sink into your ears. For the Son of Man, and now he, he used that 
term for himself more often than the other, and that comes from Daniel 7, where the Son of Man is the one who brings the kingdom to earth. He's the human king of the kingdom of God on earth or the kingdom of heaven. So they were all, they were all in on that. We, we, we're for that. We'll gladly go to your coronation. We'll gladly sit on those thrones you mentioned and, and, and reign with you. But he said the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this statement. And it was, notice this, concealed from them so that they might not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this statement. So the big issue that you must not miss is that the gospel is that we are alienated from God and the only hope of reconciliation is what He has done for us. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried He was raised again the third day according to the Scriptures. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have life because He died and rose again. That's the the big issue, and don't dare miss the big issue. Secondly, right alongside that, don't argue the wrong issue. I was looking at back when I had preached through the Gospel of Matthew and I read my own sermon from this text in the parallel passage in Matthew, and I I laughed out loud at myself about a day that I had long forgotten. We had moved my mom to uh, Idaho. She was up here for about her last 10 years, and uh, she wasn't quite to the state that we took away her car keys, but uh, she had this cute little bright red late 1980s Honda Civic. She was about four foot nine. And uh, we had her under strict orders. You can drive from your house to the corner down there. That's where the bank and the grocery store is and back. And if you drive anywhere else, you're done. And she bought in. She was, she was good with that. Well, so she would drive her little car back and forth to the grocery store. And it was pretty hard to keep the battery charged. So she called me and one day and let me know that her car battery was dead. That night, I went over to her house, and I, I pulled my car into her driveway, and I parked over to one side, and, and then I pushed her little car out of the garage right next to mine so that the jumper cables could reach from my battery to her battery. I was doing this alone, and I didn't have anybody to tend the cables for me, and I'm always a little nervous about you know, jumper cables and, you know, you don't want one of the clips to fall off and short out or something like that. I was doing it alone. I wanted to be as careful as I could. So I rolled down the window on the driver's side of her car so that I wouldn't have to climb all the way in to start her car. I could do it uh, from outside. So um, once I got the cables connected, I went around and I leaned in through the driver's window, and I reached across and reached around the steering wheel, and I turned the key, and proving that I was a mechanical genius, it started immediately. However, in the next split second, that was when I was reminded that that model of car, my mom's car, had, had one of those early shoulder strap things that moved on a track along the door, and as soon as the engine started, it went into action, 
And the car was working just right, so the shoulder strap sensed some resistance, and so what does it do? It clamps down really hard. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.